There we go. There Making we go. it official. All right, so you guys can keep talking about what you're talking about. Yeah, but so Maro, cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. We're doing this. This is the official Paul, right? Like Ooh. a little, little, get a little happy for class. Start seeing, seeing everything, seeing those, seeing better lines with the alcohol flowing through the veins. Yeah. I um. So what? What? I'm. So let's start. Let's start with Steve's yeah, yeah. um sock game. This the, these socks, man. They're legit. Huh? <laughs> they, they, they look awesome. They are <laughs> wow. So they, we've got. So Steve. is your belt the same as? Because your shoes or your your belt should match your shoes. Your shoe. Okay, yeah. yeah. Not should, the socks. Okay, yeah. yeah. That would make no <laughs> sense at all, right? Like, <laughs> what? No, 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 nothing, oh, yeah. nothing. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking jujitsu black belt or jujitsu brown belt, but oh but, no, no, but I'm also like, just in terms like, of in terms of just like fashion, yeah, you match the belt and the, and the yeah, but yeah, belt and shoes. Right. Okay, so we have Steve Wynn with us. Steve, welcome. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ooh, uh, look at it. He projects. Yeah, he's, he's like he's Mike Sahibi. He's like in the zone. So, um, I've heard I've heard some of this, like here and there, but um, it kind of shocked me when. You told me you were, you're a Muay Thai f- guy first, and then you got into the jiu-jitsu. And he's like, oh, my Muay Thai is way, I'm way more comfortable doing Muay Thai than jiu-jitsu. Maybe not comfortable, but pretty much you just said I'm better at Muay Thai than I am jiu-jitsu, or at least I have been for a while. Um, how, how did you get into martial arts initially? What, what was like your first like foray into it? And then like kind of bring us up to speed on what brought you here. All right, so for the better than Muay Thai thing, that's only in my head. I, I don't know about <laughs> if that's actually It's It's very humble of you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's only in my head. I feel more comfortable there. But martial arts, I mean, I, I, I've been doing it since I could walk, really. My dad taught me martial arts. Um, he taught martial arts in Vietnam. You actually might know this. Not, Is it, uh, did he, does he do the fucking flying head scissors? I was, Please don't I say that. I was going to say, no, it's not the flying. Okay, thing. thank God. So like, it was, uh, so <laughs> it was Va Lam Sung, which is okay, I'm not more like Wing chun So here's where everybody gets to, to hear my bullshit Vietnamese versus Steve's legit, like, I actually well, know Well, okay, Vietnamese. so you, you made the comment um, to me, again, because I remember this conversation, because we had, a, we had Viet training here, and your name is Viet. Yeah. But but Little the whole fact. thing about pronunciation, I just said it how just out of my mouth. But how like were your names identical, or were they pronounced subtly differently? No, we have. I think his name is just what you say, Vic. Yeah. Vic. But my name is Quok Vic. So oh, it is it really? Parts. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, and then so is is Steve a part of your actual name as well, or yes. is that adopted later? Yeah. So my first name is Steven, middle name Quok Vic. Ah, they went yeah. the so your parents did the convenient route. Mine made my life hell. <laughs> so for for the life of me, I, I actually after Stacey and I got married and she got her name like legally changed to Vu by the Social Security Administration, I was like, Hey, can I can I do this too? And and they're like, What are you talking about? I was like, So my 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 birth name on my birth certificate is is Christopher hyphen Jungok. Vu. And then so like on my driver's license and for fucking life, I've just gone by Chris Vu, Chris Vu, whatever, right? And like everyone's like Chris Vu Dung, Chris Vu. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, that's that's me. <laughs> and it's Chris is fine. Right? So I'm like, can you just chop off like that and that? And like, yeah. Like done. I was like, so sweet. D- d- is is it 
is that a Vietnamese thing that, that that you elongate at the beginning or the middle? Because like for example, um, Hispanic it's not, it's name not the Hispanic thing. Hispanic is like you know Santa de Maria de Villarreal. Yeah, like it just goes when you get married and it becomes it's like whatever, yeah, right? it's like yeah. from from the 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 certain not the, the last name. You know? So yours is damn. You can speak Spanish. Yeah, I speak Spanish. I learned. I Yo, learned that. Yeah, I lived in Spain. For he two speaks years. better Spanish than I speak Vietnamese. Damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're mo- legit the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> That's the goal so, long term. So <laughs> your first name is American. Yeah. English. You know, we, we say American. Your middle name is the Vietnamese portion. I had American hyphen Vietnamese, middle name Vietnamese, and of course, last name Vietnamese. So like super confusing. Yeah, so. mistakes were made there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like it so there was ter- basically. Idea. So what you're saying is there wasn't like um, like a, a consistency to how no, families no, no. did this. It was just how they figured well, was I don't, best. I don't know how we, does does your family so in the way my family has done it. All of the females on my like ha, like all the females pass the middle name, and all the males pass the middle name. So like all of my dads. That makes zero sense. Pardon me. My dad and his brothers, like his eight brothers or whatever it is, all have the same middle name, and I have that middle name, which I no longer have. But my sister has my mom's middle name, and all of her sisters have the same middle name. Is that a thing? It, that might, I don't do that, but there might, that might be a house rule with you. But I do something similar with my kids. Uh-huh. So my name is Quok Vic, okay. and then Benson's name is Quok. Bao, and then Sophie's name is Bao Nhi. So we're all like attached. Where, where did the Bao come from? Tweet liked it. My wife okay. liked it. Yeah. Is, is there a Bao in her name? No. Really? Yeah. Hers is hers. Original name is four T's. Tweet T Tan Jung. That's a lot. Wait, yeah. What? So where'd the fourth? She she she'd have a first middle. Yeah. <laughs> like where'd the fourth yeah. T come from? Obviously, Vietnamese people. Will name their kids whatever they want. Yeah, Basically, evidently. So, um, okay. Now, one other question, and I'm not trying to like pit you two against each other, but um, are you guys? Would you guys be like of the same generation in terms of your families coming to the United States? I'm a first generation. First gen. Okay. Yeah. Um, why do you think? I'm asking both of you. Why do you think? I, the answer might be super simple. I'm just kind of curious. Like, why do you think? Um, by your own admission, Chris, like your Vietnamese is spot on, and your Vietnamese is what leave something be desired in your own words or something like I'll, I, I will field that to Stephen first. I, well, I mean, how would you hang on? How would you define your level of Vietnamese though? I don't want to like, I'm mi- like miscategorize you. So, so Vietnamese is my first language. Okay. I, I grew up with grandparents in the house speaking Vietnamese, my parents speaking Vietnamese, aunts and uncles in the, mm-hmm. you know, um, my parents sort of pushed assimilation. Okay. So, which is why like, a lot of times people are like, oh, we, we, we didn't expect that voice to come out of your face <laughs> when like, you know, like goofy ass white people meet me, you know, because um, <laughs> I don't sound like there's a commentary on American culture. Right yeah, now. you know, um, so like it's funny because like I remember going to, to Texas where there's a very high Vietnamese population because of like Houston. OK. And I remember meeting a dude who. Like was like, hey y'all, right? And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, this is the reaction that people, like white people, have when they see me. Is the reaction that I have when I see this fucking yokel look like me, but sound like you know, like 
you know, <laughs> Texas Pete. So were your was, were your parents speaking to you in English or Vietnamese? My my dad, despite having terrible English, always spoke to me in English. Okay. My mom would speak to me in Vietnamese and English. And and I lost it when we came here. When we moved from California to Florida. Okay. And and from there, fucking Lake Brantley High School, ninety five percent white people. Like that's okay. just get in there. So so once you moved to Florida, there was less of a Vietnamese community oh, yeah, yeah. for you to interact with. Yeah. And and you would say that's a contributor to why you oh, didn't maintain yeah, yeah. this. Okay. Just, now, did you easier. ever and did you ever study it like written and reading formally? No. It ever. was only just no, language. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Now that that's, that makes that's, a lot more that's sense. more clearly defined. Okay. okay. So now, what was like your upbringing with Vietnamese in the United States? My parents just enforced it at home. Like you walk in oh, the really? house and it was like this invisible curtain of everything is in Vietnamese now. Okay. But I also lacked the curriculum, school language, grammar, all of that too. So I would say I'm like a purple belt, you know, at Vietnamese. Really? At yeah. I mean, I speak, I speak. I'm four stripe white. <laughs> maybe one stripe white belt. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, okay. Uh, and I know you're a Buddhist. If you go to church, can you understand what the fuck they're saying? It's really tough. Yeah. You okay. Can, like you can like make out a couple of like the words every like three sentences. I know like dua, and I'm like, oh, okay, God. That's as far as I go. Um, I'm like on, the, you know, I haven't been to Vietnamese church in a very long time. Um, but like, that's as far as I go. Like when it comes to anything, when it comes to like, cause that's about as formal as you get, right? Like religious speak. And, and are you, wait, are you Northern or? Southern. southern southern okay yeah. so we're like Nam, the, yeah my dad is northern my mom is southern my so, wife is Hui, and she speaks a dialect oh, that you looks, can't that's understand totally the wild fucking, yeah which do your kids speak they they have a little mix of both so oh they, really so they say some words with a different dialect so imagine like nam being like boston where it's very like man like smashed and like fast and like northern being like super formal right like like victorian english Okay. And then even Huey? like it, 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 in terms of accent as well as like vocabulary choice? I think so. I don't know enough. Less about slang, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Like if I if I hear my mom and dad speak, I, it's very clear, you know, which one's which. Um and then Huey is like cockney. <laughs> right? Like yeah I, yeah, I could agree with that. Right? Yeah. Like I, like I I can't understand like I literally cannot understand it. Like I can understand the one and the other, the north and south. Mm -hmm. But like when Hue, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Man. Really, I ain't gonna pretend. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to me. Like, and it's funny because you said, oh, you speak Spanish. It's like it's funny that in like the country of Spain, which is much smaller than you know the United States, how much like dialect difference there is, um, just among like Castellano, which is what we consider Spanish. There are four official languages in Spain. But and they call Spanish what we call Spanish Castellano from Castilia, Castile. Mm -hmm. But um, just among that, like the accent, the like, I, I when I was first there, I was in the south of Spain where they they, as they would say, truncate all the words. So as a result, like when I went to Madrid my second year, the people that said said, "Man, how did you survive?" Like we barely understand the taxi cab drivers <laughs> like, down there. You know what I mean? But that's like that's like learning jiu-jitsu. Like if you. It's like learning jiu-jitsu without grips. 
And then now you have grips, right? <laughs> you're like, I'm good. Like you start with no key. You're like, oh, now I can grab this. Fucking awesome, right? Isn't that the same? So tell me about this like Vietnamese martial art that I have no idea about. So Balam Sheng is very similar to Wing Chun, I think. It was a lot of like trapping hand movements. Really? Punches down the center line, but also I jungle style eye gouges Fucking grab it jungle asians throat. baby yeah jungle asians. <laughs> jungle asians there's fancy asians and jungle yeah. asians um we're, we're jungle groin asians. strikes but really your thing was we moved from this should uh, be a thing huh that should be a thing yeah we can resurrect this we can yeah we should 6 a.m um. <laughs> and how long did you train that no I, I mean he just would show me things here and there and just pretty much beat my ass at it when Jesus. I was a little kid. But uh, we moved to Vero Beach area. Sebastian, I think. Okay, we yeah, have yeah. some family there too. And uh, just b- because it was close in proximity, there was a little Yoshikai karate school. Okay. Sunuka Suru Jiu-Jitsu. They had a weird format where they do like three months and three months of each style. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's like cross-training without like knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that from six years old all the way up through high school Ooh, man you got me beat yeah yeah did that from yoshikai karate it's like a hard style karate did that got third dan in that and then snooker Jiu jujitsu which you know is like glorified aikido is it really yeah and uh there's some hocus pocus there i got a second dan so, in that. a lot of woo um and i trained there until i went to college here in orlando and did we go to, when, when did you graduate ucf Oh four, really? Oh, so you're wait? Are you older than me? Eighty two, eighty two, March. When are you? July. Really? You eighty two? Oh, that's right. I I slacked a year. I'm like I'm like Chris is thinking way too hard about what year he was born. And you're eighty two. Hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, okay. So I'm older than you, but I graduated after you because I was I slacked because I changed majors. So that that would explain why I sh- I should have been oh four. All right, but okay. The um, you're parting too hard. What's that? You're partying too hard. No, I was just a little bit lazy. <laughs> and I wanted to, I want to milk. Uh, what's that? Uh, uh, Pell grants or something? No. What's that fucking the thing that the lotto pays for? Um, bright futures. Bright futures. I want to milk bright futures for all I could. Like take that, gamblers. <laughs> um, and then so you are you a, a dean and university guy? A what? A dean and university guy? Yeah. Yeah. Or are you a, a knockout fitness guy? Well, no, knockout fitness. That was across from UCF, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I was but knockout we're, fitness. We're, uh, so Lisa that's Moon. when you got. That's when you started training Muay Thai. Yeah. Were you training through college too, or no? Um, not the karate and jiu-jitsu stuff. Japanese jiu-jitsu. I went and trained Wing Chun for about five years. Where? Uh, I think it's called South Market, the one on South Street right now. Next. There's to a Wing Chun Yoga. school here. It was a Wing Chun, we- dude, a legit school. Can we go dojo raid them? Uh, no, that's gone now. It's at oh, the, the, the market's there now. Oh, East but, End Market? No, it's on South Street. It's just it's like the East End Market knockoff. Okay. Oh, South, the ve- is it the fucking vegan one? I don't know. I've never been there. Okay. All right. Well, fuck them. But that that used to be run by Lee Garlin, who was like a third generation from Yip Man and all that. Really? And, yeah. And uh, super hard dude. Beach up all the time. Um, we need to go show him what's up. Yeah. Go find this old man. Yeah. <laughs> Chris has got a lot of pent up emotion, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about we've traditional, been talking traditional martial, martial arts. arts and, like real functional hard arts. 
Well, th- there it is. Functional arts. I wanted to do. I was. I'm in a quest for. It's going to be so bad for me today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or so good, Ryan or uh, Stephen. Oh boy. Um. So functional martial arts has been the quest. I did that for a while, and then I remember the guy asked, saying, "Oh, you're going to be a disciple now." And I was like, oh, cool. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like, you're going to be a disciple. Like, you can sit on the, I don't know if it's right or left Come side in the picture. Oh, man. And he's like, thing is, it costs $3,000. <laughs> oh, I was going to make that me? comment, like, as a joke. And, oh, my and God. No, and I was thinking $300. And you say I mean, he pulled me outside, and he was like, you know, you know, I want you to be part of this lineage. And I was like, okay, let me think about it. And I never came back. And wow. Yeah. And uh, shortly after that, in 06, I jumped into knockout fitness which was a very violent place <laughs> so okay so so, so th- i, I want to hear about this but just just real quick to that? um how did you like what made you walk into knockout fitness like you just had this experience of like you're gonna be a disciple blah blah and you're like okay were you disenchanted? good luck with all that just like fuck this like yeah like just straight up like because that would be i mean like what well, I, I guess no I idea. guess my thing is when when you get turned off like that, I think it's it's at first glance to me it's kind of remarkable that the reaction is to me a, a reaction would be like I want to take up surfing, you know I'm gonna like get away from martial arts, but you continue to martial arts. You just said I need to find another discipline, you know. So what made you like? How, did you like look them up? Did you had you seen them like going to what, school? Were you like, watching what UFC? You... Okay, I've been watching UFC since that little school in Sebastian. They brought in a little VCR and, and TV with UFC one. We got the little um, Henzo Gracie, Greg Kuka. Oh no, really? Jazz. Oh, wow. house. It's a doorstop in my house right now. Do you really have yeah, it? Yeah, I have I mean, it. I can we burn it for you. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's a little. I mean, it's, I it's jujitsu for then. fighting, but we used to try to do those things from the video and all that. So I always knew I wanted to do a very functional martial art. And you guys, that's very progressive for a traditional martial arts school to be. Looking at yeah. it saying, hey, that works. We watched that first UFC that's awesome. one that, and, that's... and immediately started doing that. We just knew, right, um, hmm. that it was, okay. it was kind of the real deal. So I knew I was going to continue martial arts. My dad, I'm, I'm, I was forged in the fires of Bushido because my dad met my mother by teaching my mom's dad martial arts. So he, so he, he Your was uncle. Teach, yeah, my uncle. Yeah, yeah. And he, it was that... So oh, Ch- really? Chinese New Year, he was going to all the students' houses and went over there, and then my mom answered the door, right? So that's how they met. Um, but I always knew I was going to be doing martial arts, and I, I wanted to do something that was, you know, real. <laughs> <laughs> how do I say it nicely? Yeah, and uh, looked it up, and I saw that Knockout Fitness was pretty close to where awesome. I was living at the time. And yeah, I remember my first training there, I went to Advanced Muay Thai by accident, <laughs> and uh <laughs> sounds good <laughs> who was teaching um seth seth okay. big, big giant seth yeah. and um we're like okay we're gonna spar and i was like okay <laughs> and, uh, they, like i'm coming from traditional martial arts just did wing chung which is nothing but center line stuff they put the headpiece on me and they put the vaseline on the headpiece oh and my i was like God. Oh, what's going on <laughs> right now <laughs> And Very good onboarding. Yeah. That, that, that's what I said. It was like Wild West, right? Um, and I come in. He's just knocking me all around. Because that was like big giant. Like he was thick boy. Yeah, that was before that he was 205. That's yeah. When, that's when he was heavyweight. Like the silverback yeah. silverback. So then after that, I, I definitely got in the right beginner class. And it was uh, 
Mad Lion and Fucking James. Yeah, James. So Bronson. you know Wasushi, the restaurant that's in Castlebury. His yeah. wife, uh, I think he his wife. Uh, we Morrow or actually Joe Morrow and I, I think ate there, and they're like, "Oh, you guys." And, you know, I think she might have noticed my ears or something, and she was like, "Oh, my husband does something." And I'm like, "Your husband?" And she's like, "Yeah, you know, our kids like, you know, she's Korean." And she's like, yeah, my boy's got, like, red hair. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, and Stacey was pregnant at the time. But, um, and she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know James, James, uh, Mart, what is it, R- Rousen? Rousen. Rousen, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Bobby, like, I, he used to whoop my ass. So, anyways, go on. Yeah, remember he used to do the fucking bear shin leg kicks to yeah, everyone he, afterwards? Crazy, and just man. destroy like, us? Like, we had to just wait in line, get that conditioning, and he would just break us down. Yeah, like, the, uh, no onboarding. Just yeah, no onboarding. Awesome. No, 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 no foundations class. Like just get in there and whip, get your ass whipped. Yeah. So I, I trained there for for a while. I I wanted to be like Bukow, right? Like that dude was. So you amazing. had no interest in jujitsu though. I didn't at first. Really? I was just like, I'm gonna keep on striking because striking's where it's at. You know, like oh. <laughs> like jujitsu. I'll just knee them in the face. Yeah, I'll just knock them out. Right? <laughs> I'll just sprawl and knock them all out. Um, I remember tr- shortly after trying a jiu-jitsu class and it just so happened that Jason Patino, oh, God. Jason Carapellucci, Ramos, Steve Ramos were all white belts at that time. And I didn't know. I was like, Hey, these guys are, <laughs> these guys are, are uh, just white belts and going in. And I think Steve Ramos almost broke my neck and I was like, <laughs> Oh man, dude, I quit. This is horrible. <laughs> Lo and behold, there they are like collegiate level wrestlers, yeah, like, <laughs> and that wasn't normal. But I, I did. I stopped training jiu-jitsu and just focused on Muay Thai for like two two years at least, and just really focused nothing but that. And, and who who were your main instructors for those two years of Muay Thai? James Routson, Ben, and then Paul, and uh, eventually what, Bobby. What did, yeah, Mr. Bobby came. I was called Mr. Bobby. I got it. Uh, I was calling Bobby. And uh, yeah, he came in and, and started destroying us a little and bit. And that's too. when I met him. Yeah. So. Okay. So that, that was when you're. That's a, that was at Dean University. That was in 2008. Yeah. Okay. And that was, that's all material. Material. That was material. Right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I always like ask because the, the guy is, is legendary. What was your first experience like with Mr. Bobby? <laughs> he is. Uh, <laughs> he's very short up front. He's an authentic dude. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, oh, he's, that, he's an authentic that's, that's guy. That's a very, very he will diplomatic. Tell you whatever. Very, very diplomatic. Yeah, he will say whatever's on his mind, and um, he'll just he's call probably, you he's out. Probably quoting Glenn Beck at the time. <laughs> but he, yeah, he, he, I like. He will drill stuff a lot, but back then I think he was a lot more violent. You know, like yeah, he, yeah. he would beat us up pretty bad. Like, like. Bare shins on the first day, yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Liver punches, like you yeah. got to eat this and and take it conditioning. I, dude, I just remember he he came and did because um, Paul wanted uh, Bobby to come in and do train Saturday. the Muay Thai like the Muay Thai assistant coaches at the yeah. time, so everyone was on the same page for, from a stylistic point of view, from a system point of view. And Victor told me this guy had to be in his seventies. He's got like hip surgery or something, you know. And he did a kick, and he's like, "This is how you not, how you don't throw a kick." And he threw the first kick, 
and, and he's like, dude, I think I saw stars. And that was the, that, that <laughs> was when he kicked me the bad way. That was when he kicked me the bad way. Then he kicked me the good way, and I wanted to faint. And I was like, look at this guy. He needs to have any hip surgery. And he, whack. <laughs> That's facts. I mean, when those guys first kicked me i have pictures of the gigantic bruises on my oh legs. do you really i have them yeah i put post them like i believe on my myspace then dig those up. so much html yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> um and i just remember saying to myself i want that power oh, <laughs> you know, really? like, i want that so yeah i focused on that for a long time when i got back to jujitsu like I, I remember the guys giving me crap about you know all you do is stand up you know like, oh, yeah. like you're, you're i'm just gonna take you down and just punish you and i'm like oh, okay yeah that's right uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i lost the ego and then went back to bjj and the first when white was that belt, was that at dean university yeah okay dean so, university right. and the white belt that was there again zach marion Oh my so god! Like, I was like, "What? The, why are these white belts so good?" <laughs> like, jujitsu is a magic power. Yes, I was like, "Jujitsu is so tough," and uh, yeah, he whooped my ass forever. Still whoops my ass. <laughs> and he so he never ass. told me he was a collegiate level wrestler until probably we were like <laughs> purple brown belts. And I was like, "Why are you so good?" Like he's like, uh, well, uh, "I wrestled in college and some of this." He's so he's so humble. Yeah. Okay, so um, he'll 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 mount you for six minutes and, and be like, "Yeah, you, you did a good job defending." <laughs> yep, yep. You He's asshole, like, "Oh man, you're like. so strong, man." <laughs> like, yeah, like, bro, you were mounted on top of me for six minutes. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> so, and and this kind of kind of, I always I'm always fascinated by the the early years, you know, like the the mid two thousand stuff when at least you know Paul had just left Marcio's and was doing his own thing here or trying to do his own thing, I guess, and. Um, at that time, it's and based on what you just described, it's like you were training primarily with people that wanted to be MMA fighters or already were MMA fighters. There were very few like there's no recreation. MMA yeah. or not MMA, but like Muay Thai recreation or even Muay Thai specialist is more like I might be a specialist in Muay Thai, but I want to be an MMA fighter like Ben. You know what I mean? So um, when did you start to see the shift to where like oh they're like less just pure MMA guys around here? Because it really weeded out people. Yeah, that's a great question. I remember going into those classes and telling myself, you know, like, I, I got to feel dangerous right now. Because it was, it was <laughs> the, the psycho. <laughs> yeah, you had to get ready because everyone is pro fighting. Maybe, maybe, uh, what was the one off of Goldenrod, maybe? Okay. A lot that's, of the MMA fighters kind of split off a little bit. Yeah. Dean University, there were still just animals there just wanting to become pro right um so maybe yeah i would say probably goldenrod and 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 since you were training a lot with mma guys were you doing more jujitsu early on once you started doing it um in no gi versus in the gi or like well i did both i felt there was a great i had a great deficit in uh wrestling so okay. i i would try to learn as much wrestling as possible so i did a bunch of no gi okay and uh back then paul had the the I don't know if he still has it. The shirts with the, the colors. Shirts. Yeah, the little yeah, the rank colors. Shirts. He doesn't do that now, but I'm... Yeah, I, yeah, okay, I so I did, I did that as much as I could, both grappling. Once did I, you really? Once yeah. I got into the, the second time after like the Zach Marion generation, <laughs> um, I was hooked. Like I was like, this is so challenging. I suck at this so bad. And I really wanted to just... 
be proficient, right? Mm-hmm. I never thought I was going to get a black belt. Never thought I was going to go up in the ranks or anything. I just wanted to not suck. But it was, I guess, a, a blessing in disguise that I was with these guys that are so <laughs> like, good, right? Um, and and they just, you know, they, they beat the hell out of me all the time. So after that, stuck with BJJ, loved it. Still love it. And do you have any, like, are you, like, are you more of a gi guy, no gi guy, or both? So I like gi right now with a bigger group. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll talk about it later, my, my neck injury and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, I like no gi. I think it's a lot of fun. I like it a lot. It's very, I, you could be a lot more creative. Um, but I do like doing uh, no gi with people that I know uh, yeah. because of the snap downs and you're going to get a lot more Fuck guillotines that. and stuff yeah. like that, darces. So I pay attention and I train mostly right now with Nick Paul yeah. doing it and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would say right now in the, in the larger group, in the class setting, I'm going to gi a lot more. Gotcha. That makes sense. So um, is it fair to say that when you started training um, in earnest uh, jujitsu that that second time after the Zach incident, um, at that point it was very quick to being hooked like I'm doing this and I'm training like regularly. Like how often were you training at that time? Yes, I was training as much as I could, probably five days a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and did you have a family those, at this point? Those good old days. Were- What's up? Did you have a family at this point? No. Okay, were you seeing your soon-to-be wife at that point? Yep, dating dating my my wife at the time. Okay, yep. but no kids in the picture. no kids. Okay, training a lot, getting injured a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, what was like? What was the progression like through the through the belt? Like, when did you get after after that? You know, the Zach experience, like, when did you get your blue belt? What was that like? And, and continuing forward with those promotions. Yeah, did you have to do all the testing and stuff? Or did you? Yeah, he used to do testing. Yeah. Um, white belt, which is surprising, I only got one stripe on my white belt and then got my blue belt. Um, so I, I don't know if it was because I had trained a little bit before that first stint and then went second time. And uh, blue belt, I think I got that when we were at Goldenrod. So what were those years? Like that would have been oh oh eight. Uh, after 08? A little after 08. I think it was 09, 010. No, 09. I, I had left, so just to put things in a kind of perspective from my frame of reference, I, I met Steve. I didn't know he did jujitsu until after I met him again, and we were both purple belts at that time. So, like... And you were well, full-on spiky hair, Chris. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was... I mean, so, so he and I were... We got our brown belts at the same time, but we were both purple belts separately. I got mine under Jose, and you got yours under Paul, obviously. Um, so that would have been, ooh, I don't know, oh nine, oh ten, maybe. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking. I mean, that's not that's not critical. Yeah, it's not relevant. That's not critical yeah, I mean, yeah, to yeah. the whole thing. But yeah, yeah, okay. And then, what was that? What was the progression from blue to purple? In in what way? Like in terms of like now that you've been into it for at least a year, obviously training, like. As your knowledge grew, like I, I'm noticing, right? Like, like I'm comparing my mindset now to what my mindset was as a white belt. I'm like, man, that knucklehead thought he knew certain things and he was clueless, that sort of thing. So, like, how just in your own words and, and what you think is important, like, how was that maturation process, you know, from blue to purple to brown in terms of like how you felt, your, like what your game felt to, like developing and that sort there. of stuff? Yeah. It's well, almost I, there. I, I think so at blue belt, I thought that was, I remember when I got my blue belt. I thought that was pretty hot shit, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, man, got my blue belt. Didn't even need all my stripes and all that. And uh, <laughs> That probably didn't help. Yeah, <laughs> like, that did not help. Um, <laughs> and 
everyone turns it up on you a lot when you get your blue belt, right? Oh, so you had that experience of like, yeah. Well, I was like, wow, this is, this is really, t- maybe this is why people quit blue belt, right? <laughs> because everyone goes harder on you. Um, I think blue belt, I just started kind of honing in on the skills I was already doing, like sharpening the skills I was doing at, at white belt and kind of like removing the waste and excess of things I was doing wrong. Purple belt, I really focused on a lot of technique, you know, really trying to start putting a game together. And then brown belt, I just feel like I told Chris, I just feel like an imposter. I'm just, I'm at brown belt. And I'm like, how much better? Force right brown belt, by the way. Uh, yeah. I just feel it's like I have so much to learn. I, the, the more I train BJJ, the more I think I suck. Like more and more. It's just the more you realize you don't know. Right? Yes. Like it's the more you learn, the more, you, yeah. So it's, it, the feeling doesn't go away. And I, like I, I told you that. And I asked, I asked Tommy that like, you know, like right after I got my black belt, you know, and I, I was literally just sitting in the corner by myself and he came over and he just gave me a hug and I'm like, does it ever, does it ever feel right? And he's like, nah, man, like <laughs> you're going to feel like you gonna feel like you don't belong here for the rest of your life. So like, um, it doesn't get better Thanks. <laughs> just to give you a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and reboot my game a little bit with, a. This post surgery because you said you invert right. you like to you you were a fan of inverting a lot yeah and yeah. now you're like when did you start inverting like has it always been a thing or do you remember Sean at Goldenrod he's a black belt under um Sean, Sean Wells no or Sean uh. he got his brown belt with us he was it was when oh, the cyborg the we, DVD came oh, out oh I know I know this guy Stop, sh- yeah Paul's talked about so him. I know of him I've never met him and these are the stories of it. he's like a taller lanky dude yes. Wilkerson said this guy was smooth. He's like, this guy's super smooth. And he said that Paul gave him his brown belt pretty fast because he ended up moving. And Paul's like, I got to give him his brown belt. Right. And then within a, a year later, he got his black under the From, Mendez yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah. So then it was like, Paul felt kind of vindicated in the sense that like, I was not out of line, like giving him this, this guy's brown belt. That's why I've never seen a picture so of the guy, in, but in, I've heard that. He inverted a lot or yeah, he, he got me onto that cyborg DVD, the fucking tornado guard. Yes. Oh my God. He used to play that. Like he was playing it a lot. And then all of a sudden the DVD came out. So we were do you like, know the tornado guard is, so yeah, I, I do know that you, you invert and you put your leg between the guy's legs and you fucking and it, flip him like yeah. a catapult. Yeah. That's just not it, like, I, I, I tried it once and I was like, I don't like this on my hamstrings. Like, just, <laughs> that is a 100% attribute based thing. Well, Maybe. I mean, it, it, I've seen other guys do it, but I, I experimented with it. I probably didn't get enough time, but I was just like, mm, maybe not for me. I don't know. Yeah, you it did was that during that lot? time. Then Kiss of the Dragon. Then all those. Oh, they started yeah. playing a lot. Baron Bolo. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun at that time. Yeah. So you you'd mentioned your, your neck surgery where when did you start because we're all 35 plus now the injuries have accumulated when did you start noticing something and was um, it the result of muay thai cuz i mean you've you've you you kind of taken my path too where you've kind of backed off of muay thai a little bit and kind of focused more on jiu jitsu yeah. just because the trauma is not good um when did you like, do you suppose it was accumulation from See, Muay Thai? you Vaseline on the fucking... <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's a sign of things to come, like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, when did you... 
Like, you know, was it something you're like, eh, nagging, I'll just let it go, and then... Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of okay. like, oh, that... You know, when you're after you train and you're like, oh, man, I can't look to the left, you know, and, and those kind of injuries. Um, it was actually a distinct moment. It was in morning class. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it distinct. Well, I wouldn't attrib- attribute it all. It's like the, the camp... The, was it straw that broke the yeah. camel's back? I accumulated... I played football all four years through high school, wakeboarded, Muay Thai. Like, I did all of these very high trauma type uh, oh. <laughs> activities and uh, I was just in morning class and, and you know felt like this weird sharp pain in the back of my my neck did you really oh yeah my God. but I wasn't going hard we were just flow and you know like just flow rolling and uh, I was like man I gotta lay down like I, I usually never skip around and um, I, I just lay down I was like man this feels really weird dude with within minutes like electric fire inside of my my left arm all the way out to my fingertips oh my god and then yeah like sleepless nights um this is probably like three years ago i i'm horrible with dates but um probably three years ago four years ago so it lasted for a year and it was 24 7 just pain right oh and, my god. and by the next within the next day my fingers went numb so these these, my thumb, my index, and my middle finger are still like 30% numb, but they were like 100% numb. Um, and that you last... Could, you can use them. I could use them, but I can't feel things. Like when I do Legos with the kids, like, oh, I yeah, suck yeah. at that. Um, so that happened, and uh, it took me a year of doing research. I went to like five neurosurgeons. I talked to a lot of guys in here, like, oh, yeah, this is a neck thing. But the more I researched it, it's, it's, it's a, a very legit thing. Uh, it's when... Your, so your disc is like a jelly donut, right? And a lot of us, all of you guys have it, like bulging discs and it hurts. Then you do some like decompression stuff and you work out and you kind of hydrate yourself and all that stuff and it feels better. Um, What happened to me is that two of the levels, uh, two of those jelly donuts, the jelly came out of the donut. So that's a herniation, right? No, a herniation is just when it bulges a little bit. Uh. So a rupture is when the jelly comes out of the donut and it compresses the, the, the nerve root that comes out. Right. So when it compresses that, so that, that, yeah. So it's like that, that, that cushioning is now gone. But there are nerves that are coming out from the spinal column that are getting smashed. Fucking hell. Like bone on bone potential. That's facts. Yeah. So that happened in two of my levels. So that's why the fingers went numb. I would, uh, my muscles wouldn't fire. Oh so my God. I, I, dude, I pushed off as long as I could. Um, like, were you training during the, were you training through this? I tried to, and okay. I had to talk to Paul. I was like, Hey man, I'm having this injury. <laughs> and of course, like a lot of the guy, I talked to everyone in the gym, like, Hey man, I'm having this problem. And a lot of the guys are like, Oh yeah, that that's normal. You know, like, <laughs> like that just hurts. Yeah, like- but I was like, I feel like this is not normal. And, um, <laughs> Having a bulging disc is fine. A, a ruptured disc, when the jelly's outside the donut, that's totally different because... Now, the question is, can you put the jelly back in the donut? You cannot do that. Fuck. You can trim pieces of those off, but then you still have that compression Does of the... Does the jelly oh, replenish? No. Fuck! Yeah. So, over I'm, time... I'm doing shrugs tomorrow. Like, I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> like, I'm like, my neck needs to be thicker. <laughs> and again, it, people... It, it could be a non activity related thing people just wake up and it happens to Jesus them. Christ. yeah so um a lot of guys around the gym like oh yeah that happens i went to talk to like five neurosurgeons because it was 
ruining my life and mental space. Oh, I bet. right. Because I, I couldn't even like my daughter was like, yeah, she was one at Connor's the time. I couldn't even pick her yeah. up. Uh, and, uh, basically if you have three or four of these things, like if you have one extreme pain, which it was 24 seven did not ever stop pain for a year. It was horrible. Um, and then if, if the, that jelly donut, the jelly goes into your spinal canal, which it did for me. Um, and that's where it gets really dangerous, right? Cause you have a car accident or something happens, you're going to have a, a bad time. So that, I mean, you have headaches all the time. Jesus um, Christ. And then uh, muscle wasting. So because the nerves couldn't fire there, I started losing all of my left oh my pec. God, yeah. And my left tricep was gone. I couldn't even do a push-up. And uh, the numbness, there's like, if you have trouble holding things, you should consider surgery. And it's tough because it's a voluntary surgery, you know? Like, you How have is to, that a voluntary surgery, though? You can still go on with your life without getting it, right? It's just I mean, your life, you're like a shell of who you are. I mean, insane. Like, yeah, like it's drastically different. Yeah. So I, I ended up going with a surgeon who also does martial arts. And he's like, dude, nice. believe me. He, he showed me, like, you know, uh, Chris Weidman had gotten a fusion. I actually got a cervical disc arthroplasty. So uh, artificial disc replacement. So it's like a little. I think I heard Eddie Bravo has something like that. Does they he? Have, they, they have, like, he had, it's an, essentially an artificial disc got placed Correct. in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I have two of those in my neck, and uh, it's it, it was. I'm very glad I did it. Oh, right, awesome. Yeah, I'm very happy I did it. The pain, immediately the pain was gone. I didn't have that immediately. Immediately, really? Because think about it. I mean, like it's compressed like this, and then it uncompresses. And oh, my, that's and, true. Yeah. And my fingers went from like 100% numb to 30%. And they say, over time, your nerves grow back like some millimeter per. Mm-hmm month or whatever so i should be getting more feeling back but are you yeah, back, back to normal ish like the about 30 percent okay yeah so it's wait, still wait so you have you're missing 30 percent or you have 30 percent i i i i'm missing about it's like 30 percent numb okay i got you. it used I got to be like 100 percent yeah on those fingers but yeah i feel good i feel strong i took uh re, you know the road to recovery was is long but i took it serious i was probably out for I went back on the mats probably after three three months, and I talked to yeah, Paul. Yeah, you, you were back really soon. I remember that. Like, yeah, I just told him, I was like, it sucks staying home, right? It sucks staying, uh, being non-active. So I just wanted to get back in. I told him, hey, I'm only going to be rolling with certain people. And Paul was totally cool with it. He's like, just get back in here, man. Like, that was like literally his response. He's like, just get back in here. We just want to see you back. And um, so then, yeah, I started training again and, and slowly building my way up and you just sent me some workout stuff, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to start trying to build my strength back up, too. Yeah. What are you doing? 5-3-1? I don't uh, know. Yeah, 5-3-1. Okay. I want to learn I, about I, it. And I would, repl- and I would replace the, 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 the like a traditional squat with like a zercher. Oh, you or, did that? Or a front squat, right? Like, front I mean, squat. I think you a front, a front squat, squat would be good. Like. Either one, you know. Zercher is probably easier. Unless I, you zerchers good- freak me out, man. Like... I mean, just the idea of like your bicep slicing yourself kind of, I mean, I guess it just depends on the person, but it's like, you don't have to load the bar up like with ungodly amounts of weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, experiment with both and stuff and you know, it'll, it'll, it's where do you work out? I'm sorry. You you have a full gym, right? Yeah. In your house. I have have a rack at my house and in the, the cheater like trap. The hex trap bar. Oh, that's the way to go. <laughs> as long as you flip it over and use the low side, you're good. Like yeah. that, that, Paul won't make fun of you. Um, so what was it like um, when you first came back? Like after you had been out for what? Uh, 
I mean, you had been suffering for over a year, and then you said you were out post-surgery three months. So, like, 15 months of inconsistent or no training. I mean, I would imagine euphoric that you're on the mats, but, like, how did it feel? Like, how quickly did things come back to you? Well, it's really mentally challenging, right? Because you feel like you can do everything still, but you physically know you cannot. You shouldn't, at least, until you start, you know, gaining more muscle and confidence to do those things and the good thing is we have a, a pretty nice group of of, of matt brothers and we have sisters good training here. partners yeah we have good training partners that that aren't gonna be malicious but uh it was tough you know because you're not going at the speed and intensity that you want to but i think that's a good thing it it, it helped with me controlling ego and all those those good things right but Everyone was cool. Everyone was cool about how we trained and, you know, we worked a lot of techniques, drilling, things like that. And then the pandemic came and then I was out for that entire time too. Uh, So, so, so like, how do you feel now? Cause I I feel like rolling with you, like you're not Grant, I, I didn't see the version of you when you were, you know, before this happened, but it's like, I feel like, you're moving like anyone would. Like, I don't feel like you're, but you know what, what you're cap- like, oh, you didn't see the old version of me then, you know, sort of thing. So, I mean, like, how do you feel now? Like, cause I feel like maybe you're making different decisions about what techniques you're going to use and not use. But in terms of like, like I, when I heard you had neck injury, I expect you to be a lot more ginger out there mm. and you seem to be just, you know, going, just flowing. No problem. You know? Um, I guess in my mind, I feel like I, I, I don't have the intensity I had before. Like, I used to really try to emulate Paul's style and, and smash people. I do remember you walking off the mat after rolling with JB on a really hard one. I think you had, like, a nosebleed. <laughs> like, you and yeah. JB were just <laughs> going at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I always wanted to go super hard and, and try, to, try to smush people uh, if I could. But I think now, I, I'm, you're right, just making the different decisions. And, and a lot of it is just in our heads, right? Like we, we compare ourselves to these previous versions, but we don't realize the the gains that we've made, understanding technique, being in position, your leverage points and whatnot. So just hearing you say that, I, I would say what I have done differently is probably reduce the intensity or maybe not reduce the intensity, reduced how much I am uh, pushing forward with my head when I'm trying to, to, to really pass and smash. I'm trying to use different grips. We talked about the other day. Yeah. Um, using different grips and uh, doing a lot more standing passing. And uh, that's why I connected with Nick Paul. Nick Paul also had a, a little neck thing and, and, and a knee thing. That's why he started playing a lot of Z guard, half guard. And I wanted to see if he could give me that download on that one. So like now that you're <clears throat> reaching the sort of like zenith of your like martial arts training career, have you, like, I feel as though, like, early on when you, what is it, like, you don't know what you don't know, and then you do know what you don't know, like, that sort of thing, like, as a white belt and a blue belt and a purple belt, then, like, when you get to, like, brown and black, like, you start sort of, like, figuring out your own game and that sort of thing. When, have you always, um, what have you always done to, have you just come and trained, and, like, you, I'm going to sharpen that, what I'm, whatever we're learning on the mats, or did you seek outside like you said you talked about the the henzo gracie greg kukuk stuff did you seek outside and kind of like supplement your training outside also yeah i i would always supplement i would always talk to 
other friends that are doing BJJ or, you know, if I have a specific problem uh, with someone, I'd always look it up, you know, search on YouTube and try to improve on those things. So I've been pretty much proactive, reactive like that and trying to solve my my problems on the mat that Mm -hmm. way. So definitely supplementing. Anybody, like we kind of chatted, was there any source that you particularly looked to that you... Because like I think Danaher right now is sort of like the gold mine of everything when it comes to jiu-jitsu. Um, I've recently introduced you to, to SPG philosophy. Yeah. Um, was aliveness. There anybody, aliveness, baby. <laughs> Timing, energy, emotion. Anything, <laughs> was there anybody who you sort of like followed before that? Like, what, like you mentioned AOJ. Did you yeah. follow like Atos or like the Mendes brothers, any of that sort of stuff? Definitely was AOJ for a long period, probably like the 2010s, early 2010s. Before that, I was big Marcelo fan. Mm-hmm. So X, all of everything that he did, arm drag, I, I wanted to play that game. Because I was like, hey, we're the same body styles, right? Kind of short, <laughs> you know? Uh, you're but- 5'10", so <laughs> you're, I mean, like you're not, uh, I think Marcelo's, I mean, is he? Dude, Marcelo, so I, I asked Paul, I was like, yeah, you know, like. Well, Marcelo's- there's the photo right there. Oh, yeah. How tall is he compared to Paul? Paul's 5'8", I think. They're like the same size. So they're so Marcel is what five eight five nine. Okay, all right. So he's about our size. Except I, I was like, oh yeah, like I, you know, Marcel, like he's like the small guy, and you know, and I made some comment like, yeah, I'm, you know, but I mean, I know I'm a little bigger than Marcel. And then Paul said, no, you're not. <laughs> like Marcel is a thick dude. Like even though he didn't work out, yeah, like, he's like a cute. he's like I, he's like I rolled him, dude. He had thick legs, thick wrists, thick ankle. Like he's just, just a wide dude. And he was cutting a lot of weight. So he's, he's walking around like easy in the 180s, 190s. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, so okay. I, was, I was like, oh, little man jujitsu. Yeah. That's what I thought <laughs> yeah, too. Like, yeah. No. It wasn't that. No, yeah. Mar- I, mean, he, I mean, yeah, the guys he was submitting were like 6'4 monsters, but he's not, it's not like Mikey Mutaneshi who's like. Yeah, or like Kyo Terra. Yeah. He's, like, he's literally like a little bit of Do you still follow any like Muay Thai stuff? Do you? Not too much lately. Like just, I mean, you still hit the bag and stuff. And yeah, definitely. Still hit the bag, still train. In uh, Nick's quarantine dojo over the summer, yeah, we did a lot of Muay Thai. Did you? Yeah. But then I broke my, my uh, foot How over the summer. Just training hard and stupid, probably. You, you kick a shin or just kick his knee? Or I, I don't even remember. Oh, Why? really? Yeah. It just hurt like hell. <laughs> and then I went and got an x-ray and it was broken. I'm in, I, I'm in to ask you. Do you actually, oh my God. I'm in to ask you. Did you have you ever had any like like fights on record? No, really, no, no, no MMA, no Muay Thai fights at all. Okay, I thought you, I thought you had some quick any jiu jitsu matches. Nope, okay. never competed. No interest in competing. Now, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get in like a little bit yeah. later, right? Like, I mean, masters division. There's always masters division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those dudes are like, I mean, masters is like what thirty plus. Yeah, there's a big difference between. I mean, I just turned 36, so I'm like, hey man, I'll just keep waiting until I'll get that one title. Just I'll just get old <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough that one title. So Hinger and uh, and Keenan can make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, give me that division of three people, guaranteed bronze, <laughs> that guaranteed podium. Actually, you guys have fights? I I have one Muay Thai fight. Oh yeah, it was at the. And did you win? I lost. What? I, I did. You won it. The, I no, you won. I I. So I lost for round one, 100%. Like, I, I know I did. 
um, I won round two and they stopped it at the end of round three because I had two, what they deemed to be too bloody of a nose. So it was it was annoying. Controversial like, stoppage. What? Con- yeah, yeah, I I, I should have won. They had, I, I, I feel, they, they had, and it was like twenty five seconds. Like it's so bullshit. But either way, like that's bad business. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, yeah, fuck the ISK. Um, <laughs> so I I I, I should have won. I I because like it, it's funny because like if you ask Dave Castro, he's like you know he's like Chris like they're like this is when I knew that you're not a fighter. He's like you you liver kicked him. The guy literally folded over, and you backed away from him. And he's like, I just remember screaming at the top of my lungs, like, go hit him, hit, knock him out, put him up, put him up, put him up, put him out, you know, and, and I didn't. I literally, just, I backed away, I'm like, well, let's, let's keep going. Because I, I just didn't, I don't have a mean bone in my body, you know, like, I don't have A true instinct. samurai. I mean, or a, or a true not fighter. Right? No. Like, I mean, like that, that could be a No, two. I mean, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, I mean, people applaud Machida when he, you know, when he doesn't. You know, the guy gets is down, but they stopped the fight, you know? Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe yeah, the ref yeah. should have stopped the fight. I don't know. Either way, so that's I've won. And and no jiu-jitsu matches either. So wow, Noah's I'm got surprised us both about beat. that. Yeah. Noah's got us. He's got nineteen oh. matches or something at this point, right? <laughs> no. Really? Oh Jesus Christ. Not nineteen matches. <laughs> like, I've hyperbole Chris. I've competed in three events and I've had five, two, one. Uh, eight matches. He's the true warrior amongst oh, us. <laughs> See, the, here's the we're imposters. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, <laughs> definitely. We're we're um, imposters. He's the warrior. What out there getting it? Dude. Um, what um, like what what's motivating you now to train? Because that that's Chris's. I just stole that from Chris. I know that's you good. say that you you beat you. Oh, you always beat me to it. Yeah, that, that's, that's always it's you always ask the motivation question. So like, what motivates you to train now? Definitely getting a second lease on being on the mats, man. Like that does that's all it takes for me is uh I can train again, I could use my body and and, and, and be in here, hang out with you guys and talk It is to a big part of it, isn't it? Like huh? it is a big part oh, of it. Oh yeah, camaraderie, all that. It's it's great. Um I enjoy just hanging out with everyone and, and, and improving on that, that BJJ skill set. Um and also I mean my kids train here too. So it's it's really a family. Your affair. daughter's so, adorable, man. Oh, uh, like, thanks, man. She enjoys the class. That's fucking you're, awesome. You're teaching it so well. Um, my Paul, son. This is clear. My Paul is teaching it so well. Oh yeah, that's true. Both my kids. They wrote me into some other teaching role. Both 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 kids grew up on these mats, so I I also want to show them, you know to push through adversity and you know i have some some challenges you know right now but I, i'm going to keep on training and basically i got a little bit of unfinished business and but i want them to also watch me train and be there and 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 enjoy it too right yeah. same thing like your son he sees you up there you know that's kind of cool yeah it's awesome like, yeah. yeah being in the class with Bar- barring tuesday's little spat but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're gonna act up had a meltdown he, he's three like that's what I, I keep telling myself. I, I, I'm like, you know, like I was like really upset with like him kind of like crying and stuff. And Stacey's like, we got home and Stacey's like, you realize he's fucking three years old, right? I'm like, Haha. yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, I guess I got it. Because usually if they start at four, right? Yeah. 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 He's doing great. I'm, I'm, yeah. He missed a nap. That's literally it too. Oh yeah, like, yeah that, that was, <laughs> he's like I'm there, dad life. I know what you're talking. About. No, that's that's that was literally it because Stacy well, um, was like, so yeah, he didn't have a something nap I find, and and this kind of goes along with like. I think what's what's so cool about the 6 a.m. class 
like all the familiar for me the familiar face I, i'm sure i mean for you guys it's even more so but like i've been training a, a fraction of the time you guys have been training and, and chris and i have spoken about this to some degree but i'm kind of curious on like on your take and how much you notice it and stuff like the amount of attrition when it comes to students and the fact that the people you started training with is white belts a fair percent i would bet more than 50 percent of them aren't training anymore that's certainly not here like what do you think like like what do you attribute that to number one and then like what's your feeling on like looking around and seeing like one or two chris's instead of like 12 or, or 14 of them you know well first of all i just think it, it's it's such a hard martial art it's just hard first of all it's yeah. it's so tough and life happens right so anytime there's a life issue and you take some time off there's a lot of things that happen there one you are not progressing and others are progressing right so you have that going on in your head and I think it's difficult to come back and know that you might now get smoked by these guys that are have been training and while you're out. So it's better just to not deal with that and just stay out, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like a, a money thing, time thing. But really, if you want to do it, you'll find a way to do it. Um, it's, it's, it's tough when you see a lot of the guys not training. That's why I really like the morning class because it's – it's nostalgia as fuck, you know, like, uh, all the OGs are there and, and really just that vibe is good. Um, when I saw Tommy come back, yeah, I was like was awesome. so excited. Cause I mean, like we, we kind of started that morning class, Chris, you've been crushing, taking it over, but, um, I, I don't know. Like it's, it is what it is. You know, people are going to come gonna come and go that's how i see it i think people once they reach a certain level though they'll they may disappear but they they find their way back you think so i think i think purple same paul always says brown it's like really? once, once they get a brown belt it's like you know the chance of you getting a black belt is very high you know very high but I, you don't think purple i i, I feel like purple because I mean, like, everyone says blue is when everyone quits I mean, yeah, that, yeah that, no 100 that, yeah, <laughs> everyone that. I mean, you're probably seeing now. It's like a little after white is probably when a lot of people. Oh, dude, Xander was talking about that. Yeah, like you know? it's just it's probably after white. Like, but if you think about like, okay, so we we've kind of chatted about just the idea of just like martial arts and functionality and whatnot too, right? Like, you know, if you ask different people like what it means to be a blue belt, a lot of these like master instructors will tell you if you're a blue belt, a you've gotten enough mat time as any fucking like traditional martial arts black belt, like first degree black belt at that point, you should probably be at that point, you, you've acquired the skill set and the tenacity to be able to defend yourself in, against an untrained opponent. Agree or disagree? I, I agree. I, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're always, they're always like weird exceptions, but I agree. Really? If, like, as a generality, right? Purple belt, like that's when it's like true, like, Blue belt and pro belt is like true jujitsu versus jujitsu. And at that point, like that's where all that sort of happens, right? Like, do you think people just reach a certain level of like, I know I can take care of myself. Like I'm good. Or, you know, I mean, that's, I'm, it's a super general question. Or is it a lot of a big part of, because how many, just the idea of martial arts in general is people want to get in because they want to fight or defend themselves, Right. And maybe jujitsu is so good at what it does that they're like, I can defend myself against 
you know, I've gotten crazy combatives, fucking light blue belt or the hell it's called, where I can defend myself against an untrained opponent against head strikes and all that sort of shit. I'm good. I know I can. Let's move on to the next phase as long as I can retain and keep on sharpening that skill. You know, like, let's not continue to be a martial artist at that point. Like, I've, I've gotten that skill set. Just like anybody who learns how to ride a bike, right? Like, you don't forget how to ride a bike, you know? Um, I'm, I'm purely speculating here. I don't know. I mean, uh, when, I, when, I, when, I was, um, when I was a tennis coach, my head coach always said that, like, <clears throat> the best students to teach are the beginners and the advanced. The intermediate students are the worst. And the reason being, the beginning student knows they know nothing and they're open to being taught. And the advanced student knows how much more there is to learn and is open to being taught. Mm. The intermediate person thinks they're hot shit but don't really know how much more there is out there to learn. So they're kind of like, they're like a little arrogant about things because they've achieved something, but they're really early on. But to them, they've like, they've made it and, right, right, and, yeah. and, and, and they don't realize there's so much more. So maybe that's like, that's, that's likening that to could my, contribute yeah, to this. Like if you just got your blue belt, like I'm kicking these white belts ass. Like I know stuff. I just did my test. I mean, it is, it's a fucking superpower, right? Like who does that? Jocko talks about jujitsu yeah. being a superpower. Like it really is like. I just remember Matt. Did you ever? Did you know Matt Graham? I forget what he was. Not he. He might have been a Gracie no. Ball guy, but I just remember him when. Oh yeah, he was a Gracie Ball guy when he was trying to get me to bounce with him, and I was like, no. And he's like, Chris, like you don't understand. Like you've been doing jujitsu for eight months. It's fucking stupid <laughs> how little people know. Like you can just come out and just choke people out. It's awesome. Like you can get paid. I'm like, I'm not staying to, up till fucking three in the morning to go choke people out or being unruly. Like you're, get out of here, man. But um, I mean, jujitsu is a superpower, and kickboxing is a superpower, right? Like, is that maybe maybe people are just like I've, I've acquired it and I'm done? Yeah, it's yeah. like how sharp do I need to make this sword, right? Right, it, it, right. Like, it'll cut. It's good. Right, like it's like jumping in a pool. Like you're, yeah. You don't get wetter. You're wet. Right? Like you know, <laughs> you know, like you know, it's if I if you can learn how to keep your hands up, if you can learn how to stand up and base, how much more do you, you know? Like I'm I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Because you want to bear and blow that thug at Wawa. Like at Wawa, Wawa. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Steve, as, as we start, to are you wind, training today? What's up? You training tonight? No, I'm not training tonight. So as, you literally came in just for this? Yeah, I came in for oh this. My I told God. you the kids. I was on. I was on dad duty. Well, aren't the kids training right now? No. Oh, that's Tuesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Thursday. Sometimes Monday. They don't do kickboxing. Sometimes is that Monday? Let's avoid it's Monday, the CTE Wednesday. I thought, for I thought kick, ones, kick, yeah. That's why I'm not letting Connor do kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. Too much aggression issues. I just, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I Dude, he's I've, three. He's got time. He's got time. I mean, like, I, I bought him some gloves and stuff, and I've taught him how to do like crazy monkey style defense and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, Stacey's like, you better cut that shit out. Like, we're <laughs> you're not throwing headshots at our son at three years old. Are you gonna let your your boy compete? Ah, <sighs> oh, man, that's a hard one. Are you gonna let him play football? That's a really hard one. <laughs> I don't. I so. Are you gonna let him join the military? <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> These know. Are all the like I, I, I like I'm 100 percent down with jujitsu. That's that's to me. I liken it to that that thing that Paul posted about like jujitsu is no different than like learning how to swim, especially in Florida, right? Like it's a, it's a no no questions about it. You, that's what you're doing because it's to get to a certain level. Like you have to learn how to defend yourself. There are more stories behind that about Connor. I feel letting getting bullied early on which i'm not having any of that shit but that's another story um but 
Kickboxing? I don't think you necessarily need to know how to kickbox to defend yourself. As a it, from from a a full on martial artist perspective at this point, a, 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 trying to raise a martial artist kid who can defend himself. I don't think you necessarily need to know how to kickbox. Gotta know how to throw a punch. I don't know, man. Like if you okay, so you don't think blue belt level kid can take care of himself in the schoolyard? Yeah, he, he can. Yeah. But he could take care of himself better. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just more tools in the tool belt, right? Uh, yeah, is it is it worth the risk of... It also says the guy who literally bought his kid toddler boxing gloves. Um, is it worth the risk of potential head injury that may be incurred in training? Us now having the experience doing it. And, and to, to your point, football's a really tricky one. He may love it, you know, like, I, I don't know, like, what are your, I mean, like it, lacrosse, that, that's all fucking head trauma, man. Like, I, hockey, I, yeah. I don't know, like, there's, there's a lot of clubbing and wrestling, too, like, fucking just forearms across the head. I don't, I don't know, man, like. That's why I got him in golf, man. There, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tennis. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I, I. I mean, I think when it comes to the the Muay Thai stuff, if you're, I think if you're with a good instructor, I think, I I would hope that, I mean, maybe I'm naive here, but I would hope that under good instruction, a child would not be exposed to any sort of head trauma. I but the, the the fact of the matter is, whereas football is like, I mean, every play every using, play yeah. involves contact. You know, this is true. Yeah, I mean, like you can, I don't know, I. It's definitely a controlled environment here, right? It's, yeah, it's agreed, not, agreed, yeah. agreed. I think with the right coaches. With the right coaches. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and training methods have also progressed considerably since here's this Vaseline, get punched in the head. <laughs> yeah, that's get epic. punched in the That's face. epic. It's like he walks in. It's almost like, wait, wait, what am I, what am I doing? Like, you already signed on the dotted line. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it literally was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to. Like you're on the the roller coaster. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, so can I get off? Can I get off? And do you remember that ring was right in the front near the window? You had like step up into that. <laughs> so I'm not. A, I'm not a knockout fitness guy. So I don't. Oh, know. okay. Oh, I don't sorry. Know. Yeah. yeah, I actually don't know. I was. I was still with the, the TKD. Other, the no, I was a. I was a Gracie Baja guy. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Those. So how many Gracie Baja geese do you have, or did you have? I at the time. So this was before the uniform policy. policy of you had to. Yeah, oh. I was I was mismatching then. Oh, Marcio fucking hated that. Shit. <laughs> so yeah, this was before that. But that's crazy. Yeah. Um. So Steve, you've got four stripes on your brown belt. Yeah, but what does that feel like being on deck? You feel pressure sometimes. You know, you're like I have the imposter thing. I, I definitely should be doing things better, better technique, understanding, you know. You're like, uh, I need to be as good as JB. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what constantly. To, at what point will you feel comfortable having a black belt? I, I had this conversation. I think it was with Dennis Chung. I okay. had this conversation. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know whenever I would feel comfortable with it, you know. Do you? No. I, 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 no, I, well, that's why I can Chris see is a unique. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I, I want to be four stripe purple belt, Chris. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I don't, I, 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 and, and to answer the, like, 
there's so many sort of like objective like syllabus measures for traditional martial arts of you have to do you have to complete x y and z to achieve a black belt is that why we think the way we do about this? I, I think it might be you know it, it very well could be coming from a traditional mars, martial arts whereas background? functional martial arts and we've discussed this many times with jovan and whoever else you know like with a functional martial art like you know, some people are just naturally better instructors. Some people are naturally just fucking maulers and and stuff. But but everybody should wrestling have, backgrounds. What's that? Yeah. Again, I, that's who I. That's I, what was, our, if our measuring yourself, stick right? is JB. I you know love that guy. Miss that guy. Such a good I will, training I will partner. never feel like. I just remember like I had to line it up ahead of him. When he first joined our gym, he's like, yeah, I just got my black belt like last month. I'm like, you're fucking tossing me around. Like, what do you, yeah. you know, like I, you, you never feel right. And that's my opinion. You know, like you should be able to crush the world, but you can't. And I don't, I don't know if that's the morning class Mackenzie who smushes me on the regular. I, I couldn't stand to his left lining up. I was like, please just, just yeah, exactly. Right. Like you, you, you never are a feel black belt, man. Like this right, is what it's supposed like, to be. Like I suck. It feels weird, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. So, I, so what are your just internally, and maybe this is something that you thought about more recently, especially with our conversations and stuff. Like, what, what does it mean to be a black belt to you? Well, jujitsu versus jujitsu. We talked about okay. that right at the purple belt level. I, I want to be able to be able to do that versus, you know, our top level guys, you know, like I rolled with Paul the other day and I couldn't even establish any offense. No, you can't. Fun. And it's I terrible. was like, what? This is horrible. I didn't get to show anything. Like the dude just smashed me the whole time. Also teaching. I've talked to you about that. Yeah. Like that, we don't teach how to teach, you know, like I want to be a good teacher too. I mean, I right. have kids. I want to teach uh, jujitsu and Muay Thai, right? And I think, I think it's be, being able to just hang with anybody, not exactly smash them, but, right, just, right. but, but at the same time, Paul has been in this gym every single yeah, day. Yeah, it's his full-time for every, job. Yeah, like. All of my life challenges where I've been out for a year or two, he's still just in here at the grindstone. So it's all in my head, probably. I what mean, about you? I'd love to... to, to, to I still to grapple... <laughs> No pun intended. I still grapple with it every day. I, I, we were just discussing earlier. You and I have chatted a little bit on hand, offhand. Like I, I, you know, like we've got all these guys who quote, by my own weird thing, and then maybe it's a traditional martial arts thing. You know, like I'm ready to relinquish the the morning class. I'm like, you guys, you guys are my seniors. You know, what what senpais and all, whatever the hell those terms are. Like I have to step back to you. You know. Um, and just it's it's I, I don't I don't know I mean like jujitsu's been a hard one for me like I'm a third dan in taekwondo that's easy I just had to do x y and z I knew exactly yep. what to do I can accomplish it it's there you know jujitsu is a very unique animal all these functions like there are no belts in boxing right like but there are good boxers who don't hold any rank at all and yeah and and I think the better Paul has become as a coach over the years and just really systemizing his techniques the chains everything and the information that's available the younger generation oh yeah like, like i'm pointing at noah 
these guys are so good. They they have so much. Not- I mean, when I was a purple belt, you would smoke me. At oh, purple it's like belt. fourth dimensional shit. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I yeah. So you got that side coming at you too. It's like it's like wow, these young young younger generation are so good too. They're getting such good instruction. Yeah. And there's like- there's so much information available for them. Like why am I not there? And we got the cliff notes. You guys were figuring it out. And then you're like, oh, give us the answers after you do that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean I'll, 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 you know, I'll close with this because we do have to get ready. Yeah, we do have to get ready. But, um, you know, I, I told this to, to Chris, and, and I, think, I think this will, it's certainly applicable to you. And, I, and maybe it'll resonate with you, maybe it won't. But um, I, for whatever reason, I was privy to the fact that there was a high likelihood that, that Chris was going to be promoted, okay, through discussions with Paul. And one thing Paul said was, um, you know, what, what these guys don't realize is, or, or I, I, he said, they, what, what they don't realize is, like, they're so much farther along than I was at the same time because they said, I mean, he said, he's like, I, you know, I go with Chris and I, and I try to choke him out and he keeps me off. Like, and when I was a brown belt or, you know, I just got my black, like he's been a black way longer than he's been a colored belt. So it's like, and he fully admits that he's like, I got good as a black belt because I just suddenly realized like, if I want to be coaching, I really need to understand a, a, a wider breadth of jujitsu, you know, and he's been training all this time. So I think what, what, what he's saying is like, Stop comparing yourselves to me now because me now is not a black belt that just gets that just got belted. Like when you get a black belt doesn't mean we're all the same level and we stay stagnant, right? There's right, still yeah, development. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just this achievement that's big on everyone's mind until they get to black belt. But it's like I mean, even the degrees were like, oh, that's just time served. But it's like cyborg now at 40 is a way better version of cyborg than he was when he first got his black belt. But self-trained. Yeah, but, no, <laughs> but my point is, but my point is, like all his students are going to compare themselves to Cyborg now right, right, yeah, instead yeah. of Cyborg when he just got belted. Right. You know what I mean? This is true. And 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 Paul said, look, I mean, I was, I was a, probably an aggressive grappler because I was in MMA at the time. But in terms of techniques and stuff, these guys are way ahead of me in terms of what they know. Similar to what you're saying, which is every successive generation is going to be exposed to more. And that's and what in a way happen, seem impressive. Right? Yeah. Which in a way sounds kind of impressive. Like, oh shit, these guys know this stuff. We Rise, didn't even rising do that. tide, right? Yeah, yeah, you should, and that's how it should be, right? Like, and that's where I think that's the beauty of jujitsu and open sourceness now, is the the free flow of information is incredible. The fact that you know, like we 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 talk to Dennis, and I still talk to a couple guys from Gracie Ball, and that sort of thing. Whereas back in the day, it was all that trade secret nonsense going on. And yes, like, you know, like that's like that. That's not how jujitsu gets better. Our gym knows how to do that thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like you know when when I had one of my five finger <laughs> yeah. <death> punch, <laughs> but um, I've got to go pee real bad. No, we're good, man. Chris or Steven, not Chris? Steven. Um, oh, you just did the thing, said, Noah. Dude, Noah. <laughs> Steve, thanks for joining us, man. Thank it was you a so real much, pleasure. man. Hey, thanks. I had a like, really good time. Good man.